Hi everyone, welcome back to Gappuccino. Can you believe it? We are in June, half a year gone. But the great part about being in June is summer, which means travel. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of you must be having a plan in place. And today's episode is going to be all about travel. Joining me today is somebody who has an amazing story to tell. But in addition to those stories, she has some amazing travel tips, which you wouldn't really want to miss. So without any further delay, let's go. Hi, Monica. Thank you so much for joining me here today. I'm so excited about sharing my specially brewed cappuccino with you. I'm sure our listeners would love to hear about you, your story. So, yeah, would you just like to tell us something about that? Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, sure. It's wonderful to be with you here today. I am an ex-investment banker turned digital nomad and content creator. I worked for uh, an investment bank in the global natural resources and gas for five years uh, for the longest time when I always knew that I didn't want to do it. And uh, suddenly one day I realized, uh, and it was during COVID when my company was forced to go remote. Uh, that's when they said that, oh, you know, you can work out of anywhere. So I was like, great, then let's just work out of anywhere. And I shifted to the mountains in India. Mm-hmm. And uh, one fine day I realized that I've been doing something for the longest time that I didn't want to do. Why shouldn't I give content creation and creating and marketing and traveling a fair shot? And we'll see how it goes. It's been two years since and I haven't looked back. So I'm very glad that I took that step <laughs> and finally I'm doing something that I really want. Yeah, no, I'm sure. But it must be a tough decision, right? Yeah. I mean, like coming into content creation, which is not very easy actually. Right? Yeah. I mean, great. Yeah. So um, before coming here, which part of the world were you last spotted at? I just came back from Bali uh, and the Gili Islands. I actually took my parents there, uh, something that I don't do very often. I've been to Bali in Indonesia before, but uh, I just thought it's it's time to also take them along with me and have them experience a little bit. So that's where, where I was last at. Uh, and yeah, I had lots of fun. So yeah. Sure. So you've been you've you've been to so many countries. You've lived across at a lot of places. Um, which is your favorite place and why? It's a really difficult question. Yeah. <laughs> I think I have this um, concept of not comparing places, and you know, and whenever somebody asks me that question, it's very difficult to pick one. <sighs> Damn. Um, maybe I would pick Vietnam because I was just there for a very long time. A long. Yeah, it was over a month or so. Oh, I was wow. there in Indonesia for a month as well, but okay. I, I definitely liked my time in Vietnam more. Um, and it was uh, wonderful, the people, the culture, the, the newness, of, the food, <laughs> the newness of the place. Uh, it And just people are so kind. Um, mm. So by far, I think it would be Vietnam and Himachal in India. Right, so you've lived in about 30 cities in India? Yeah. So Himachal, which place specifically? Uh, so I think I would pick Beer. Because it's a small uh, village in Himachal where uh, I also became a paragliding pilot. So it was this wonderful community of just both like, you know, paragliding enthusiasts and everybody coming together to learn flying. And it's a very different space that they operate in. And uh, Beer, of course, has its 
you know, nature, waterfalls, hidden lakes, spots, yeah. beautiful sunsets. But it has this other side of people who come there from all around the world to fly. And oh. it was wonderful just being in that community and, you know, learning all of that. So uh, I had just like such a such a nice time in Vir. It was very nice. So it's um, summer. June's here, so you know people would be busy planning their trips. Yeah. Um, what are some of the things which you think um, while traveling a family holiday people should be keeping in mind? Um, apart from sunscreen, I think <laughs> <laughs> it would be just understanding the needs of everybody. Yeah. So if you're traveling with kids, you probably want to do adventure. But if you have old parents traveling with you, you probably want to take it slower. I think I also realized that just having and traveling more mindfully with your family also helps a lot. So maybe you can book a bigger space and just have those moments of... Uh, you know, warmth between your family while you're traveling as well. So travel just brings out a lot more different perspectives between families as well. Uh, they couldn't be as raw and as uh, comfortable or, you know, maybe at a discomfort level. And they, I think just people cannot fake uh, things when they travel. And a lot of raw sides and different sides of families also come out when they travel. So it's mindful to just keep that warmth and, you know, have everybody at a comfort level as well when you're traveling as yeah. a family. So as you mentioned, you know, you're, from what I know of you, you do a lot of solo traveling and I do have a lot of questions around that. But um, one of the most important questions that I have is how do you ensure your safety? I mean, do you have apps or do you have, you know, ways to kind of keep in touch? How do you do it? It's just about uh, being, again, like very mindful and very aware of how you're traveling. I mean, I share my live location, you know, with my husband or my parents. Somebody is always aware of where I am. And, you know, they, they were, they're aware of my itinerary on where I'm staying and, you know, how I'm going. Uh, there are other things that I do, like, you know, not reaching or not landing at a particular place at the nighttime. I always land in the morning. Or, like, you know, I wouldn't take a bus from a remote place at night. Somehow I just don't find hotels safe for me. I feel very paranoid when I live in hotels, but I find hostels way more safer. Okay. And, like... I wouldn't go out, like, for example, in the Philippines, I wouldn't go out in Manila alone at night, but I would just go with a group of people. So just ensuring that I have people with me and, you know, like a group of people so that I'm just Maybe aware you of my safety. this group of people while staying in the hostel? Yeah, or... so hostels, co-working spaces, okay. uh, co-livings, um, you know, all of these places you can find, like, nice communities. Uh, there are other apps like uh, Couchsurfing, there are meetups, uh, there is a meetup app and then there is Nomad List where you can find out meetups as well. So just, uh, you know, connecting with the, with the right kind of people also just helps you uh, not travel alone. So like, you know, it's set, it's called solo travel, but it's not really alone. Right. And you're just traveling with people who you haven't really met. And uh like I said, it's summertime and people are busy planning their trips. But, you know, at the same time, because of various reasons, things have become so expensive, especially the airfares. Yeah. So what are your certain tips that, you know, people can keep in mind while planning a trip without breaking the bank? 
Uh, I think just using uh, credit cards is a great way to save money. So, for example, I would swipe my credit card for anything and every everything because that just helps me accumulate a lot of points and then I would, you know, take air tickets out of that. Yeah. And sometimes like traveling with the same airline constantly also gives you a lot of benefits. Yeah. Uh, for example, you get business class tickets free if you collect certain amount of miles uh, with say Singapore Air or, you know, Emirates or Etihad. And uh, that's a nice way of uh, also compensating a long flight uh, that you, you know, would want to be taking through an year. If you're an employee, then uh, I'm sure your company reimburses one long-term travel vacation for you. So just, uh, you know, taking advantage of anything and everything that is going to help save your, you know, air ticket, uh, that is helpful. Uh, for bookings and like, you know, hotel accommodations, uh, I wish I knew a better hack, but I would just say like staying in hostels or co-working spaces is is a great way to, uh, and couchsurfing as well. So uh, there, there are different apps like couchsurfing, trusted house sitters, uh, and a lot of volunteering spaces as well that actually cut down a lot of your accommodation and travel costs. So if you're a student and broke, uh, it's a wonderful way to get started uh, with travel. I think I did that when I was, when I started traveling back when I was 17. And you it just... volunteering? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you can volunteer with a lot of hostels, a lot of uh, spaces that actually work towards sustainability. Uh, there is Workaway and then a Trusted House Sitters, like I mentioned, and other, I think you can just look for volunteering opportunities uh, online and find the one that that's, you know, best suits your needs. Uh, so there, like you can do social media work for them or community engagement and hostels are always on the lookout for people who are young and passionate yeah. about you know spaces like these and a lot of like most of the times your accommodation and travel and experiences even food is covered so that just enables you to travel better and longer and what are your thoughts on travel insurance <laughs> you must have it <laughs> so um yeah, if anything goes wrong, uh, you should be prepared for emergencies at all points of time. Safety wing, uh, borderless insurance, uh, passport nomads, all of these are great, great applications that just help you have a borderless insurance in place. Um, and uh, they also cover you for, you know, travel, medical emergencies, even dental care, because trust me, it's not a good feeling when you fall sick abroad with yeah. nobody around you it's very difficult and just at least your medical expenses taken care of is a huge relief at that point and you know that that situation that you are yeah, in absolutely yeah. yeah yeah so you know obviously when you travel you get to meet a lot of people around so i i love listening to stories all right mm -hmm. but to listen to that you have to kind of reach out to people yeah. now Sometimes I do, sometimes I hesitate. How important do you think it is to reach out to the locals? And um, what are the certain tips you can give yeah. to kind of make it easy? Um, it's very important to reach out and connect with local communities, firstly, in any space uh, that you are in. So I'm in Singapore right now, and I, I wish I knew the locals a little more. Uh, but... I, I think it's just way easier for me when I'm traveling because I don't have that hesitation of 
asking for help, mostly that locals know the place and the hidden spots way better than, you know, all the tourists or nomads who've come around. So we just like, what would you do? You would Google it or you would read Nadia or watch a few blogs, but then you wouldn't still find that, you know, behind the mountain, there is a small lake and then, you know, there's a waterfall under it. So that, you know, those kinds of things are only something that the locals can tell you. And uh, it's important that you actually speak to them. And I keep saying this, that whenever I, uh, you know, I wouldn't leave a place until like I know the person who's serving me tea or the name of the person who is helping me every day to probably like, you know, get a grab or a go check. It's, it's also important to just know people and understand their stories. Uh, and I think my most important, like the easiest way to do it is just to ask. So at, at maximum, like, you know, they're just going to say no, but usually they don't. And you'll be surprised on how many times they would actually say yes. Um, Coming to food, um, I am a converted vegetarian and um, most of the places now have a lot of uh, choices, you know, vegetarian, vegan, whatever may it be, but a lot of places don't. So what are your certain tips that you have when it comes to eating out? Yes, so I'm I'm still struggling. I got married to a vegetarian and I'm a converted vegetarian as well. Okay. So um, I've, I've had struggles with finding vegetarian and vegan food, especially like say in Thailand. Oh, really? And, uh, in Thailand? I, we were in the north of Thailand and we, we did, like there were times when I survived on like peanut butter and bread as well. Uh, however, I've also realized that looking out for things makes you reach them as well so and it's important that um, you also delve into the local cuisines of those places and find you know vegan places or vegetarian places to just also taste that because I love food and I also want to try you know local cuisines but I'm a vegetarian so like sometimes I'm not able to try anything and everything so I would look for places for example, on Happy Cow. So Happy Cow is a great app where it tells you all vegetarian and vegan places around you, uh, wherever you are in the world. And uh, it's great, I think, for starters, where uh, you can find the right and local cuisines in, you know, vegetarian or like impossible meat or things like that as well. Traveling so much, you must have had some kind of an extraordinary experience. Yeah, I usually travel by myself and uh, traveling solo again does not mean traveling alone. Mm -hmm. I just try to find the right community and I also am a converted slow mad. I used to travel really fast, but now I I like experiencing uh, way more and like living in spaces for a longer period of time. Wow, Uh, that just reminds me of uh, this beautiful waterfall in Java that I hiked to and I, I didn't really realize that it would be so huge. So it's called Tumpak Sebu Waterfalls, which is uh, which gives you this uh, view and you have to hike through like small narrow canyons and you know, you're going to be like drenched all over by the, by the time you reach there as well. Uh, don't expect a very safe hike. You're probably going to be grappling down like waterfalls and like there are layers and layers and layers of waterfalls, uh, which actually was pretty surprising. Um, and ultimately you reach to this point where there's this whole curtain of waterfalls right in front of you. And it's, I, I don't think I've ever seen something like that. 
Do you have any traveling hack which you think everybody should know? Something that would perhaps help people? Taking free walking tours uh, everywhere that you go. Uh, just get this app called is um, Guru Walk. And it's a very nice application uh, in about 180, 190 cities that gives you free walking tours. And it'll give you like, I think that's the very first thing that you should do when you come to a place is take a walking tour and you just get acquainted with a lot of things around you, the cuisines. Uh, you can also do a food tour if you want. And it's free. So Guru Walk is free. You can actually just tip the guide how much ever you want. And it's just a wonderful way to just acquaint, get like, you know, acquainted with the place and not feel very scared all of a sudden. Um, what's your dream destination? Peru. Okay. Undoubtedly. <laughs> I mean, I know why. It's yeah. amazing. But still, do you have any specific reason for that? Yeah, I really want to see the Rainbow Mountain. Mm-hmm. It's been long due now and uh, I don't know I've just always dreamt of Peru as a very authentic raw side of things where you can have I don't know I I don't think I even know too much about Peru and that's why I want to go there I just have a habit of not seeing a lot of videos of places because I feel like I'm not going to be surprised when I go there so I would just read about places and you know whatever I've read about Peru is just makes me want to go there <laughs> thoughts on luxury travel that is not for me <laughs> okay so this is going to be more like you know your position versus mine all right so there's work their kids their home you know there's a lot happening every single day and trust me when i say this summer is coming and i'm so looking forward to it because i'm exhausted and like every day i remind myself travel is coming travel is coming but you know that's more because it's once in a while. It's not there for me every single day. But this yeah. is what you do. So um, doesn't it burn you out? I mean, if it doesn't, then I want to know how you cope with it. But if it does, then how do you cope with it? There was a point when I did get burnt out. Uh, that's because I was traveling too fast. Okay. And I just quit my job and I was like, oh, I now I just have to travel. But I didn't think about building a business around it or like creating content con- you know continuously about it but I was like oh I just need to travel and create content so like I'm just going to be moving fast with things but there is so much more that that I had to do when I just quit and then I came into this full time because I also didn't want to be financially you know broke or I, I still wanted to keep on earning money yeah. and for that uh, I had to stop And I was like, okay, I'm probably traveling too fast. Let me take a step back and slow it down for me. And that's how I think I balance things for myself. So I would stay in a place for like three months, four months and look for a right kind of accommodation or a right kind of space for myself where I can work and also keep traveling. Now, it's good for you because, uh, you know, you're going to do it once in a while. So you're not going to be working at that point of time. And sometimes I, I wish that I was in your place where I'm like, I you wish know, I was in your place <laughs> <laughs> where I'm not working while I'm traveling and who wants to work when they travel. Mm-hmm. But this is a choice that I've made and I'm happy with it because I'm not bounded by a home or I don't, I don't look forward to building a home for myself as well. I want to be rent free, real estate free. And, uh, just whatever I have is online, digital, and in my laptop. So I just, 
what I, what I think I'm doing is just taking it as slowly as possible and being more conscious of the choices that I'm making while I'm traveling as well. What are your upcoming plans, travel plans? So um, I don't have, this is the first time I actually don't have tickets booked to any location, uh, but hopefully that's coming up soon. Uh, but mostly I think I would travel to spaces where they would give me a little more authority on the digital nomad space. And I'm consciously working on bringing nomadism culture to India, to Asia, and just educate people on the entire concept. So mostly it should be spaces that allow me to do so. And uh, fingers crossed they should come through. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Good yeah. luck for that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, Monica, for your time. It was great talking to you. And I'm sure everybody has got amazing tips, especially those apps. I'm like, okay, I was making a mental note. I'm like, okay, this, this, this I have to keep in mind. But yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It was lovely. Thank you so much. Stay connected.